Hello, everyone. My name is Michelle Earhart. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Tom's Hardware Show. Uh, today, we are looking at new ThinkPads and a new ThinkPad design style coming from Lenovo. We have Tom Butler from Lenovo joining us. But before that, let's roll the thing. So hello again, everyone. Uh, as always, I am your host, Michelle Earhart. It's another Thursday at three o'clock, which means another episode of the Tom's Hardware Show. I appreciate rcow 2000 here saying they always start stream on time. They should get props for that. Uh, well, thank you for giving us props. Um, and joining me today is Tom Butler from Lenovo. Tom is the executive director of the commercial portfolio. How are you doing today, Tom? Doing well, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks for having me on here. And by the way, I love the name of the show as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's very fun to have Tom on the Tom show. Uh, very appropriate. Uh, but what's also appropriate, you know, for a tech publication is you have some new ThinkPad news to drop for us, uh, including the first ThinkPad with a mobile processor and some potential new uh materials that you're going to consider making the Z series out of. So I won't get in your way without further ado, Tom. Oh, wrong screen. <laughs> without further ado, Tom, uh, what do you have to show us? Yeah, thanks. So yeah, we've had a couple of really exciting announcements. Um, first at CES, Consumer Electronics Show in, in January time being, we launched or unveiled the all new Z series. And this really represents a an a new design language for us, a an approach to the products uh, going after customers who have not or are not buying ThinkPad today, sort of looking at different designs, choice, and a lot of emphasis on sustainability. So we'll spend a little bit of time on that as I introduce it. But the second one, um, equally as exciting, we introduced at Mobile World Congress um, recently is the first Windows on Snapdragon for ThinkPad. And it really represents the first business-focused or business-ready Windows and Snapdragon platform in the market. And both of these, the reason I bring these on the show today, both of these represent a longer-term uh, co-development, co-engineering with our, with our partners. So with the Z-Series, we're exclusive um, AMD on these platforms, so we can spend some more time kind of discussing this. And of course, with Qualcomm on the Windows and Snapdragon platform, but we did a, a, a deep partnership, a multi-year partnership with Qualcomm, Qualcomm and Microsoft to develop and bring this platform to market. So really excited to kind of give you a little bit of behind the scenes. We can uh, go through some details and of course, answer any questions your audience have as well. Great, uh, just as a reminder, uh, we're streaming live to YouTube, Twitch, uh, our own website, Facebook, uh, all at the same time, and we can see comments coming in from any of those sources. So if you have any questions, just uh, please feel free to drop them, um, and we will show them on the screen as they come up and uh, answer them uh, while Tom's here. It's always nice to be able to give you that kind of access. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. So Tom, with this uh, Snapdragon uh, ThinkPad. What's sort of the design philosophy behind that? Why introduce a mobile chip? I know it's supposed to have a really impressive uh, battery life, but I'm curious what uh, what Lenovo has to share. 
Yeah, really, really excited about this one. So when you think about, when you step back and think about laptop use in general, the laptop always comes with a power adapter, meaning that you're always going to carry the power adapter as you carry your laptop because you know you're not going to make it through your day. You may need to you know, plug in at some point to just top off the battery life to make it through. And so when we when we approached the this project, this Qualcomm powered device, we really wanted to look at what are how could we break that paradigm and, and free you up from the from the power adapter very much like you have with your mobile phone none of us carry our mobile our, our power adapters with us with our mobile phone throughout the day because we know we can make it through the day yet we're, we're maintaining that always own always connected status uh, and then plug it in at night uh, when we when we finish the day so taking that sort of that mindset or that approach that's how we that's how we looked at this product but then from a thinkpad perspective we are very much business focused uh, as much as we are consumer focused or end user focused. And so I needed to bring a product to market that was business ready. And so I actually started this project over four years ago with, with Qualcomm and Microsoft. I sat down with them and went through sort of this vision of, you know, let's go deliver a platform that could break that paradigm of the power adapter of, of, of always on, always connected, but let's also make sure that it's business ready. And for that, I needed ecosystem. I needed performance, uh, both hand in hand with the device. So we started charting with Qualcomm, looking at sort of their long-term roadmap and looking at sort of the steps as they went through the, the SD chipsets and then ultimately the, the 8CX chipsets, 8CX Gen 1, Gen 2, and ultimately Gen 3. And when we looked at the performance, they the performance really jumped from Gen 2 to Gen 3. And so the CPU went up uh, 60% performance uh, Gen to Gen. The GPU went up um, 80% performance uh, from Gen 2 to Gen 3. So we, we, we got to a platform where we felt comfortable with the performance, all the while maintaining that efficiency. You know, we, we talked about the battery life, and I'll go into that in a little bit more. But then I needed the ecosystem, so meaning I needed... I needed native compatibility, not just emulation of a platform. And so working with both Qualcomm and Microsoft, again, starting way back, you know, multiple years ago, we, we started plotting the applications we needed for productivity, for security, for deployment management of the device to ensure that when we launch this product, we're getting to that you know, native application support uh, coupled with the performance. So that, that's how it sort of all came together. And so now if we, if we take a step back, we'll look at the, the battery life is phenomenal. It's 28 hours, and that's video playback. So you're going to get less than that if you're, as you're using the device, but you're going to get all day battery life, true all day battery life. How did, you, how did you measure those battery life figures? It's very impressive. Yeah, so the 28 hours is a, is a video playback. And so, um, you know, that's, that's, just running the video, sorry, just running video as playback. We are also running benchmarks with, you know, applications, productivity uh, use. We're, we will be using and posting mobile mark 18 statements as well, um, like we do with our, the rest of our products and portfolio. But we, um, we're seeing you know, it, battery life that eclipses anything that you've ever seen before. And if you think about, you know, just the portability of this device, it's a thin and light, it's 2.35 pounds, 
um, 13 millimeters thin. So it's a, it's a nice lightweight portable device. But one of the reasons I was able to accomplish such a large, large amount of battery life is I put um, effectively a 50 watt hour battery inside this. And so it gives you still a very good balance of weight and portability, but I didn't go as perhaps as thin or as light as I could have. I could have sacrificed some of that battery life, but we prioritized, I want to be able to put this in your hands and confidently tell you that you're going to make it, you're going to carry it throughout your day, always on, always connected and not worry about battery life. Great. Um, we actually have a, a comment here saying uh, from Raphael Hassel, good times, <laughs> Lenovo equals solid gear, uh, which is actually something that I'm yeah. curious to bring up because you mentioned uh, power and performance a lot. Um, as far as I understand, this is running Windows 11 on ARM. Correct. Uh, you tested it uh, with video playback. Um, but you also say, you know, this is geared towards businesses. ThinkPad is known as kind of a premium brand. Uh, what all... Who are you targeting with this and what all will people be able to do? Because I assume that you're targeting for people to be able to do more than they can on, say, a Chromebook or whatever. Correct. Yes. Yeah. No, great question. So if you think about the again, I need to be able to run my my day to day you know, business, um, let's say business applications on it. But it's it's going to be your 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 productivity apps, whether that's office or other running a, a suite of security applications uh, if if they're loaded up on the device as well of course you know email browsing um you're not gonna i'm not gonna try to uh, pretend that we're pushing this as a heavy graphics intensive heavy data uh, set i've got plenty of other devices <laughs> within the portfolio that meet that but if you think about who who can use this device who would benefit from this device it's going to be anyone with a high degree of mobility so, you know, one of the things we did is we optimized around a 13-inch screen uh, to give you a you know, nice portable, uh, again, that portable lightweight form factor. Yet we're bringing um, 5G sub-6, but we also have 5G millimeter wave uh, supported on this device. So you're also going to see, you know, anyone who's, who has a, uh, a, a wireless WAN or 5G plan connected to devices, this is going to be highly applicable in that space. Um, and so anyone also working all day in the field. And so, you know, think again, thinking through if you're in, I'll just rattle off a few, but if you're in real estate or technical field sales um, or updates of that nature, um, you're, you're, you're going to have a great product that gives you that mobility and connectivity for real-time updates. And again, much like your mobile phone, you know, so you think about the, the always and always connected instant instant access to information, you're going to have the same thing with this device. Great. Uh, we do have a question here. Sure. Um, apologies if I mess up this name, but uh, Preslav Kolev uh, asks, uh, will the X13S or and Z13 have enough performance for game dev? We're looking at the X13S, correct? Yes, yes. So the X13S, this yeah, should have should have mentioned up front. So X13S, uh, but I did call, cover the Z, Z13. Uh, and, and as we go to the Z series, we'll talk a little bit about the Z13. I've, I've got a larger uh, device with Z16. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go after this necessarily from a development platform. Right. I mean, again, I, uh, go general, on. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I can just speak from experience yeah. a little bit that I used to uh, do some game dev on an old uh, MacBook Air from 2014, uh, which I assume isn't as powerful as this even. Yeah. But uh, sometimes doing game dev on a slower or a, a machine that doesn't quite 
uh, match up to the machines people will be playing the game on means that you are testing at a lower frame rate. So something might look okay on your screen or you might adjust it to fix your screen and then you test it on another system. You're like, oh, this is completely busted for another user. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll show you in a few moments, I'll show you the Z16, which has more horsepower. It has H-class CPUs. It has um, Radeon graphics included um, with the device. And that may be more appropriate um, you know, for game right. dev. Uh, we actually already got another question for the Z16, which I think we can hold for later. We'll okay, I'll come, I will definitely address that, though. Yeah, uh, we, we have a special answer for that a little later in yeah, the show. Yeah, actually, we do. Uh, but while we're talking about the X13S, uh, Avram Pilcher, editor-in-chief, uh, actually wow. asks, is the 5G going to be standard or optional? And is MMWave standard on 5G models? All right, great question, Abram. Glad to hear from you as well. So 5G, so we'll have options. We'll have Wi-Fi model, 5G model sub six, and we'll have 5G model sub you know, 5G plus millimeter wave. So we'll actually have three different SKUs as we line these up. Um, you know, and part of it is not not these are worldwide devices. Should have should have mentioned that. So not every country has carriers ready to support the millimeter wave standard. Um, we do have uh, partnerships um, with quite a few carriers worldwide that do have um, MM wave that will support, but we'll have those three SKUs uh, as a short answer to the question. This is maybe, a, this is coming from me and maybe is a silly question, but for those areas that don't have 5G support, are you considering 4G models maybe or? Yeah, no, we we're actually leaning in on this one. I mean, this one is such a, an elegant connected device. We wanted to just provide 5G. Of course, it will step down. The 5G SKUs will step down to right. LTE connected. It would but just be a cost thing, but right, right, yeah. But we just wanted to, we wanted to go forward with um, 5G exclusively on this platform. The Z series uh, Z13 will be um, LTE enabled or 4G enabled uh, right. as an uh, as an alternative. So we mentioned, you know, maybe you want to run Office on this. Maybe you want to run various security platforms. Maybe not something as intensive as game dev, but like like Raphael Hassel uh, says, a laptop isn't necessarily the way for that anyway, or at least a thin and light laptop. Uh, I've definitely known people who use like Alienwares to do it, but that's not what this is targeting. Um, so uh, why go for this over a different, you know, Windows for ARM device? Yeah, so or, or different Windows device. Uh, I would say from an ARM perspective, um, you know, if you think about a Windows compatible, you know, we be we believe, you know, I'm fairly biased as owner of ThinkPad portfolio, but you know, we believe we, we put a very uh, solid quality product into the market from a, from a PC perspective. And so if you think about, um, you know, picking up a device that is ready for a productivity, multi-year life cycle, worldwide supported uh, service and supported and run and runs through the gamut of the ThinkPad, I'll call them the torture test uh, criteria that we run our devices through. We're very, we're very excited about you know, putting this in, in our, our customers' hands. It's as I said before. You know, if you think about the the Intel or the AMD powered devices versus this Qualcomm powered device, this is really going to be geared towards that high degree of mobility, high degree of mobility and connectivity, uh, to give you that uh, that instant, uh, that always on, always connected experience, and again the freedom or 
the, the untethering of, of the laptop from the power supply. Because again, any of those other devices, you will come back to the power supply at some point. Does this have a, a touch screen? It does, it? yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So yeah, touch. we'll have own cell touch um, screen as an option. We have non-touch as well. Uh, the other thing I should highlight is the, you know, every one of our devices has been focused really on collaboration. So you're going to see a little bit of a rise I've here. I noticed that, yes. yes. So we actually call it, affectionately call this a communication bar. And it includes, houses a, a five megapixel MIPI based camera. So one of the advantages we have in working with Qualcomm is taking advantage of their mobile phone expertise and experience. And so we've got uh, a very uh, high quality camera but we also have the AI engine underneath that you know, supports uh, all or offloads from you know, CPU base um, compute to render out um, you know, auto framing, background blur. Uh, it will actually sense presence of, of you walking in front of your device. And, and if, if you look away or walk away, it will dim the screen. Obviously, I have that turned off today, so it stays on. Uh, but it will, from a power savings perspective, you'll you'll benefit from that as well. And then the other element I would highlight is all of our devices, and you're, you're going to see a, a continued strong drumbeat on um, environmental um, you know, uh, movement, uh, use of materials, use of packaging and things. And I'll spend a lot of time with that on Z-Series as well. But this chassis, so since we started from the ground up, we've designed this with a 90% recycled magnesium chassis. And we've gone to completely plastics-free packaging. And so really tried to you know, move the needle forward. And all of our devices, and you're going to see across the portfolio, are going to take, take advantage of this significant push to a more environmentally friendly, sustainable uh, message and platform. Great. I know that we definitely have a lot to talk about with the Z series with that, um, especially in a way that's a maybe kind of visually interesting. It isn't just like pure uh, stats people. But before we move away from uh, the ARM laptop, I do have to ask, what's the damage? George Hampton asks, uh, when great, will the ARM-based laptops be available and yes. what does the pricing look like? Yeah, great question, George, thanks. Uh, so we're gonna be launching these in April and we'll have a starting price Wi-Fi model will be at 1099 uh, US. Okay. Um, and then before we move away from this laptop again, uh, we also have a question. Will you need a SIM card mm. to be plugged in the laptop to have 5G? Yeah, it's a great question. We actually support eSIM. Um, so we have embedded SIM. We do have a SIM slot on the side of the system. So depending on the country and carrier you're connected to or, or country you're in, some carriers still require physical SIM. So we have that card slot, but we also have that, that support for electronic SIM or embedded SIM. Um, on the chest, on the system as well. And more and more, we're seeing more and more carriers, of course, move to that model, which makes it so much easier. How do I, I get a carrier for this? Like if I buy it and I, from Lenovo's website or whatever, and yeah. I want 5G, what's the process look like? Yeah, so in the US uh, market, uh, which I'll speak to, we'll have both Verizon and AT&T options um, available for you. Great. Uh, so Javier Perea asks, uh, we just answered this, but I want to get to him. He's a regular show viewer. How much is there an entry-level laptop? It starts at 1099, correct? 1099, yep. Great. Um, which is actually, I think, uh, fairly, I mean, definitely expensive, but fairly affordable uh, as far as um, ThinkPad devices tend to be, correct? It is, yeah. In fact, I'll show you a couple more that are, have a little bit higher starting prices. Uh, Great. Uh, well, actually, if you um, 
unless you have anything else to share on the X13S, we can go ahead and move on to the Z series right away. All right, excellent. So let's jump into the Z series. And so I'll show you, actually bring up a couple of devices and we'll just start sort of outside in. The As you look at these devices, I've got a 13 inch and a 16 inch. Now there's already a question on the table about the, the, the colorway we have on the 16 inch, but you're, uh, which I'll answer. We're showing, I'm, or I'm showing two different color palettes. And so this, this first one, the 13 inch, we're actually having three different colors. And so I've got, what I'm showing here is a vegan leather cover and bronze accent. Uh, the 16 inch is a, an Arctic gray, uh, silver, with, sorry, with silver polished accents. And then my 13 inch comes both in this silver as well as the vegan leather. And I also have a black aluminum with silver polished accents on the side. So I've got three choices for the Z13. Currently, I only have the Z16 in this in this Arctic Gray choice. And so, you know, to short answer to your the question earlier asked is just the single, single skew or single colorway at this point. But what we're doing with this device is it's really a bit of a departure from the traditional ThinkPad uh, that many of our many of the audience members may know. Uh, we're, we're targeting sort of a new design aesthetic, uh, going after the design, but also the materials, the choice, uh, the, the, the different finishes. Uh, in this case, and I'll, I'll, I'll put these on top of each other too, just for contrast. If you look overhead, you'll see the, um, the uh, contrast of the color with the, the, the black vegan the the accent of the bronze and again this communication bar i talked about it with the x13s you can see really a, a highlight or celebration of the camera uh, as we've moved into this hybrid uh really work from anywhere type mode and, and much much more on the of video collaboration we we're starting to spend more time and dedication of the cameras than we ever have before you know, I noticed that the, the notch goes up and away from the screen yes. rather than yes. into the screen, which I think is a nice touch. Yeah, we didn't, we, it's funny, we played with, you know, where, how do we place this? Do we place it? Do we drop it down and cut away from reusable screen? We didn't like that approach. We want to do, you know, of course, prioritize screen. We're all looking at and want to use and maximize our screen as much as possible. And so we moved it up um, above the frame to a degree. And again, this allows us to house higher quality cameras. It also, we, we put our microphones in. And as we roll out additional features, for example, um, on my X1 line at CES, we talked about um, computer vision um, uh, chips housed in these chassis as well in the smart collaboration or, or sorry, communication bar. Right. Not to um, not to belabor this point too much, but I notice I can see the specs for at least the <laughs> Z16s on there. Yes. And that's 1080p yes. at 30 FPS. Yep, it is very good. You can uh, yep shows up well. Yeah, we started. It's funny we we started talking about internally as we design these. You know, what do we do with this space first of all? And it's you know it's subtle, sort of etched subtly into the names, uh, the names Z13, Z16. But we also in sort of celebration of the camera. Uh, we started putting in the specs. So to your point, you know, you're reading the 1080p, 30 frames per second, um, you know, f 2.0 lens because we're we're spending more time and, and energy on producing a quality camera experience for you. Great. What kind of resolution and, and frame rate does the Z13 have? It, it's the same. It's yeah, okay. it doesn't show up with the the bronze as well. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, but it's a very it's the same camera between the two. Great. 
Um, so cameras aside, I just noted that I just could see the specs and I wanted to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's but... great. Yeah, and you'll see, and I'll just put these up on the side as well. You'll see the difference in the polished sidewalls. And so that 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 bronze uh, sidewall and the aluminum sidewall, it's quite different uh, um, uh, between the two colorways uh, that you see here as well. And this this really is the, sort of the start of sort of the exploration of, of what we can do with these designs. Uh, and again, kind of getting back to that that color discussion the the designs or the or the systems themselves are really built to take advantage of of sort of a the the ability to move in and move out of colors materials choices as we progress over time and that's something that we've not done before you know traditionally i'm not offering three different styles or three different colors of a laptop but as we started pushing or exploring with the, the Z series, the choi choice or design or color became a strong sentiment or, or request for the product. The other thing was sustainability, you know, and, and I've already mentioned a little bit of sustainability with the X13S or the Snapdragon laptop. But these we've also we've built from the ground up. So 75 percent sustainable um, or 75 percent recycled aluminum chassis. The vegan leather is 100% recycled um, PET. The package itself, um, if I look overhead, now actually I'm showing you the X1 package because we've rolled this across our X1 line as well as our Z series. I've never put packaging on the camera before or been excited about packaging, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, but I am about this package because this, this is 100% bamboo sugar cane. It's rapid compostable, rapid recyclable or completely recyclable packaging. And so we basically have re, re, just completely revamped how the system is shipped and you know, we drop this product in, house it in, completely plastics free. We've taken all plastics out of the packaging, external as well as this internal box. And we've created this, what I believe is uh, probably the most sustainable package uh, of a laptop uh, that's shipped in the market today. Now, when you say no plastics, uh, that does that mean that when I take the laptop out of the box, it's not going to have those like little stickers Correct. all over it that'll need to peel off? Well, now, so the the sticker itself, like the the AMD Ryzen sticker, will be on the palm rest. If oh, I mean, like the little transparent. Oh yeah, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, Speaking yeah, of yeah, AMD yeah. Ryzen, yes. we haven't. Uh, we've posted this on this article. It's it's past embargo, but uh, yep. just for anyone who's joining right now, what are the specs we'll be able to get on these laptops? Yeah, so these these will be the Ryzen Pro six thousand series. So we'll, we'll range from from R three, R five, R seven. One of the things we've done with this product, it's like I said, very at the top of the show, it's a little bit different. Typically you see AMD um, with inside an Intel system. You know, so Intel or AMD is a choice. We partnered exclusively with AMD on the Z series for really for a couple of reasons. It allowed us to co-engineer, co-develop the platform and optimize for the Ryzen Pro 6000 platform. Um, on, the, on the 16 inch, the this system um, allow you know we're bringing a, a Radeon Pro graphics into this system, and we have employed uh, what what's called Smart Shift technology, which allows you based on the application or the workload you're using to through throttle up or throttle down the a, the APU or CPU or the GPU 
So you can get a boost of up to 14% dynamically based on what you're doing. So we really liked that that partnership of, of putting the CPU and APU together. I'm curious, uh, we were talking a bit before the show, uh, there's no like Intel version of this laptop, correct? Correct, correct. Does that smart shift have like to do with that at all? Yes, or? yes. So again, you think about the, you know, to get these to cooperate together, I could put other GPU engines into the system, but then I'm, I'm dealing with different silicon providers effectively. And so by, by partnering with AMD, we were able to, we were able to go create this, this system and optimize the platform. So it's thin, light, um, but gives you that performance um, that you would expect in a 16 inch system. And then inside you've got this, you know, fantastic, you know, very narrow bezel screen to body ratio um, system. Um, and, and as I focus down onto the, onto the, the, the deck of the system, you're also going to see uh, a little bit of a different keyboard layout uh, for us. You're going to see the inclusion of the track point buttons into a force pad. So I get the benefit of a full touchpad if I'm a touchpad user. If I'm a track point user, I have the, the, physical, okay. the physical feedback of the buttons. Is that a, a fingerprint reader next to the left arrow key? It or? is, yes. And we've embedded the fingerprint reader into the keyboard. Okay. Um, so, because normally I would cut a notch out of mm -hmm. the palm rest. And then the palm rest itself is an all glass uh, palm rest, including glass glass touchpad. So we, we started, you know, as we built this device, we, we were going for a, a very clean, modern aesthetic, uh, high quality premium material and experience. And then, you know, a little bit of a change from the traditional uh, ThinkPad layout and, and look, but while maintaining, of course, the phenomenal keyboard, we, we pride ourselves very much on, on creating a, a fantastic keyboard. That's, well. I've tested a few ThinkPads, um, and that's my favorite part of, of the ThinkPad line is the keyboard. So I'm glad to hear that you're um, continuing that here as well. Uh, I know that you were in the middle of a sustainability talk. I don't yes. mean to interrupt you on that because we do have some very cool stuff to show off there. Uh, but uh, just a couple of questions because we are Tom's Hardware. We like to get you know into the weeds on the specs a little bit. Um, sure. So one question, why isn't ah, the trackpad centered? That's a great question. So the the trackpad here, so it's it, it actually... Um, the, the the keyboard itself is centered, and we've we've aligned the touchpad to spacebar. So you'll actually see equidistance on either side, and then we align the the the, the touchpad, or rather track the the track point and touchpad uh, to the spacebar. So it's actually gotcha. is centered. It does look off centered if you look at palm rest to the left and right, but it's centered to the keyboard experience itself. Gotcha. Um, and then we have another question. How is the Linux driver support? Yeah, so we're working on on Linux uh, certifications for these platforms as well. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up if I tell you which ones they are because I we're working with several. I've, I'm gonna off the cuff. It's Red Hat Ubuntu, but I I need to come back or we'll answer that question after the fact with these the specific releases that we're certifying, but we are driving Linux certification on these platforms. No worries. Um, so I actually have a personal question, uh, yeah. which is what kind of, does that, that looks like a 16, 10 aspect yes. ratio. Uh, right? Yes. Uh, 
Great question. I should have uh, even missed part of the best part. I'm so, so happy that we've moved back to 1610 uh, screen ratios. And so you're going to see that really across the board um, as we as we look at our ThinkPad portfolio uh, this year, vast majority of our products have moved to 1610. And I'm a big fan because it gives you that extra height uh, for, for for honestly for more screen real estate and therefore more more productivity, whether it's more lines, more rows, uh, more content to stream uh, and view. And so every one of our designs uh, that we've launched, Z13 included the X13S I showed earlier are 1610 uh, screen ratios. What kind of resolution? Um, and I guess for, uh, refresh rate, are we talking about? Yeah, so the the resolution, these are, uh, now I'm, I'm gonna mess that one up too, but WXGA on the X13S, the 16 inch, I'll actually pull up my spec sheet. That, <laughs> uh, that is going to be a WQUXGA um, um, 400 nit OLED panel on the 16 inch. And the 13 inch is going to be a, also a WQXGA um, OLED panel, and we'll have WUXGA as well. Great. Um, and we do have another comment from uh, Christopher Baronski here. Who says, point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my T440S has the same uncentered uh sorry quotation marks uh trackpad um and yeah i believe this isn't the first time thinkpad has gone for that sort of design so uh, yeah. i i'm sure that you have it like nailed by now definitely definitely got the feedback though for sure <laughs> um so uh Going back to the sustainability talk, yeah. I know that we had a special answer to that alternate colors question mm -hmm. earlier. So uh, feel free to continue. Yeah, no, great. So wanted to wanted to spend some time and and just kind of give you a little bit more background on the system side itself. So I, as I mentioned before, you know, as we redesign these systems, heavy focus on this the use of sustainable materials, and part of it is. We want to move significantly move the the needle forward in terms of the the claims the the use of materials that we're using. So as I talked about, you know, ninety percent recycled magnesium, seventy five percent recycled aluminum. I'm not going to chase a a minor part of a system and claim. You know, I've seen some claims in market of five percent post consumer content of a speaker enclosure inside. That's not meaningful. So we really want to push heavily on the meaningful uh, use of sustainable materials. And I showed you the packaging earlier. What I'd like to share with you, and I'd love to get some feedback from, from the audience members as well, are some models, conceptual models of what we could use uh, for sustainable materials. And so I'll pull up, and I can actually just open these up so we can look at these um, sort of front and center. I'm going to pull up two designs, and these are these represent models, conceptual models of materials that we could use. And so I've I'm got, so glad that our editor in chief, Avram Pilch, is watching uh, because I feel like these designs are way up his alley. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but I love the sort of retro wood kind of finish here. But uh, yeah, these are um, sustainable materials, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So these represent. So this is actually banana husk. And this one is flaxseed. And so what, and these are not, I should highlight, these are not, you know, veneers or stick-ons or covers. These, if we go build something like this, it's, it's, it is 
the cover. It's the top cover of the system. And so what we're exploring are are material materials like this. And of course, there's a lot to go a lot to go on behind this. I've got to you know, think about the long-term durability, the care, the manufacturing, the repeatable manufacturing of of systems that would use materials like this. So it's not it's not something that I can just you know snap my fingers and we we you know move to the next type of material like this. But it does show, and I, I just wanted to share with the audience, uh, with you and the audience, the the exploration of more, even more sustainable materials. Because the, the problem is, if I if I go back to that 16 inch system for a moment, you know, if I, I tell you this is 75% recycled aluminum, but you have no idea you know, to, to anyone just looking at this, this looks like another, honestly, another, you know, aluminum metal laptop. And so you you really, it doesn't convey the the effort, the the energy is and the benefit to the planet. But if I was to put something like this in market, you know, this is going to at least convey there's something else going on here. And so that it's gonna, you know, start communicating a little bit more outwardly. Very similar to our packaging. I mean, the packaging, when you see the packaging, the plastics free bamboo sugarcane package, that's very obvious that we put a significant effort into driving more sustainable materials. Great. Um, I'm curious, because uh, we have Raphael Hassel here, who I think made a couple of guesses as to the materials before they came up. Um, why why flaxseed and banana husk? Yeah, and these are, by the way, these are, these are not, these may never see the, these may never see the light of day, but these represent sort of a very strong push into a very uh, sustainable, reusable, replenishable uh, materials. Very similar to our bamboo sugarcane uh, packaging that I showed earlier. We're looking for materials that can be sustainably grown, sustainably harvested, sustainably you know, re replanted so you get that full life cycle or ecosystem built in. Because uh, I've got to think about end of life as well. So I've got to, can I, can I then reuse or reclaim materials and, and put it back into the ecosystem. So I generate a closed loop. And so when we looked at um, materials like, you know, if I started thinking about woods or different uh, different fibrous or organic materials, the flaxseed and the, and the banana husk sort of hit those, sort of check the mark for that sustainable closed ecosystem. Then the question again comes back to, can I repeatedly manufacture in a quality way so I can then you know, have you know, many, many of these devices out in market and in a very durable fashion, a reusable fashion for a multi-year life cycle. So that's, that's a short answer to your question, perhaps, um, in, in sure. sort of pressing, the, pressing this envelope. So I have a couple more viewer questions, and then I have some personal questions about the sort of Woody style design. Uh, but before we uh, get to those, can you actually like show us the rest of the devices? Is that something you're able to? No, I don't know how much yeah. these mock-ups are. There's a, little, there's a little bit. These are these are models, and so I'll, I'll, I can just show you the outside because there's some things we're playing with on the inside as oh, well. Okay. So these are these are part of our part of what our design philosophy is is continuously pushing the envelope and stretching the bounds. And so there's some things in the inside that um, we'll, we'll leave off the table for that. All right. Um, so before I get to my questions, I'll prioritize the audience. So uh, I know you asked for feedback. So we have one comment that says, I like the one on the left more, 
but personally I'd go for silver or black. Yeah. So that's, that's very good. It's very interesting feedback because that's interestingly enough, uh, the silver and black are the predominant colors of choice. You know, it's, it's interesting when we do design studies and colorway, colorway studies, we've, you know, I've been in the room, observed, you've run large focus groups where we put a palette of colors out. And what's interesting often is someone, you know, the audience or the group will get very excited about some very polarizing colors or, or, or tests of colors. And they'll think this is so exciting, really excited about it. But you know what? I'm going to buy the silver one or the black one. <laughs> and that, and that, that, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. What it shows is that's why the dominant color waves in the, the compute space are silver or black. I think it's um, just like easier for those to go with the rest of your devices, right? Yes, yes. Well, there's a, exactly. And that's the other thing is you've got to think about the the whole digital wardrobe that we carry with us. You know, we've got our cell phone, we've got our, the bags, we put the devices in, we've got the, the laptops themselves, we're connecting those potentially to monitors or, or other accessories. And then just the, the wardrobe that we, we carry and present ourselves. And if you put a laptop like this out in a cafe and open it up, there's going to be definitely some excitement mm -hmm. about it, um, but it's going to stand out as well versus a silver or black. Yeah, I see, right. the, see the comment. Yeah, I think black, this basically covers it, right? It, does. Um, it really does. Although we do have a, a response to that um, from Raphael Hassel, who says, I love the wood uh, husk flax looks great. Really my style, love the eco. Throw some Noctua fans on there, which have a similar sort of uh, brown sort of wood-like finish uh, and I'm good. Uh, so that's, that's good to know that we do have some positive, uh, responses to the wood. We also, uh, recycled aluminum mm -hmm. way to go. I, uh, I think that's more like cheering you on rather than oh, saying thanks. I prefer the aluminum, but we do have a, a response to that, uh, from too many remote controllers. Cause I know you said that part of the reason to go for the wood, uh, is that people huh. looking at recycled aluminum may not know it's recycled. So uh, he suggests, can't you just engrave the recycle number on there? That's great feedback. In fact, let me show you one quick thing and we'll focus in uh, just very quickly on the base. Uh, this is my um, X13S. I don't know if we can do an, over an overhead focus down here, but you actually see we're starting to play around with to, to, that, uh, to that feedback. Um, to too many remote controllers feedback. This is showing sort of a experimental of a, of a recycled, a, a green leaf and showing the magnesium. And we, we have played with, do we put something like 90% recycled mag um, or magnesium on this chassis as an example, just, just as a way to further convey what we're doing. So that's great feedback um, from the, from this user. Really appreciate that. Great. Um, so we actually, while you have the X13S, we do oh, have sure. some we do have some questions about it. Um, okay. We can get to them a bit, little bit later, but since you're okay. here with them, um, just to take a quick little detour, uh, Javier Perea asked way earlier in the show, which codex slash decodex does the chip have? Is that something you know? Off I don't or? have, I don't have it on top of my head. Sorry. Okay. We'll get back to that. We'll something that probably a bit, a bit more uh, easy to answer is, is the RAM memory integrated into the Snapdragon chip? Yeah, so it is soldered down, and actually on the on the thirteen inch thirteen inch devices as well. So it's soldered down, but up to thirty two gig of memory. Um, Great. I assume that, that like 
part of that is just for allowing the device to be as thin as possible. Yeah, more and more we're seeing, I mean, it just, yeah, as much as, you know, we've used DIMM slots in the past, I mean, as we've driven down, really the market has driven down to desire for these thinner, lighter laptops. We've, we're, we're running short on, on room in terms of the height, because the other thing I've got to make sure of is I've got that, that quality travel keyboard um, on the device. And so we, we just, as we start looking at the stacking, battery, motherboard, keyboard, um, sort of um, laid into the system into a thin, light, compact system, we you, you start running out of room on the dim slots. Um, okay, sorry about that. I was looking at the comments. It seemed like maybe we were getting spammed a little bit, but I uh, think yeah. I have that under control. Um, so apologies if anyone saw that. It's the problem with doing these things live. But I know you were talking about uh, reclaiming parts earlier. So we actually have a question from our editor-in-chief, Abram Pilch. How do you reclaim the electronic parts? Yeah, so that's a great question, Abram. So, you know, right now we, we currently have in place and have for, for quite, few, quite a few years a, a buyback program at the end of life of, of the device uh, as a service um, really for our, our business customers because we're looking at, you know, a significant amount of devices coming back um, as as systems are retired from from our business customers, and so that allows us to uh, redeploy uh, or, or and or reuse and ultimately recycle as much as we can of the device. Now, these systems aren't completely uh, reusable. We can't reclaim all of the materials out, so we do have to go through a disposal process as well. But as we do so, we work to reclaim as much of the materials. And when I start talking about these, you know, 75% recycled you know, aluminum, 90% recycled mag, we're starting to focus more and more on what's happening at the end of life and building in the design so we can reclaim even more materials over time. But the other thing that we've done, and it's really from a from a front end perspective, uh, logistically, we have you know, we own our own manufacturing. So we design, develop and manufacture. So we have that end to end captured. And so we, we introduced a low temperature solder process in the motherboard design that consumes less power, uses less um, energy. And it, we, we got such great success or yield from that, that we actually shared it out to the industry um, to, to drive the entire industry to a low temperature solder uh, process. So we're, we're constantly looking sort of the, the full life cycle end to end, since we own that, we, we do own that from an end to end perspective. Um, the other thing we do is just logistics. So we offer bulk pack shipping. So again, thinking of these business customers, if you're buying lots of, you know, a large amount of systems, we'll actually multi-pack these in and even pack them efficiently on pallets to deliver to um, to our customers versus just shipping them individual the individual boxes out, so kind of looking at that sort of holistically um, um, end to end perspective. Great. Um, I actually have another uh, viewer question here, and then we can start talking about price and availability because it seems sure. like people are curious yeah. about that. Um, but would there be something like the Apple Right to Repair program for these laptops? Uh, how how easily can you open these up? How easily yeah. can you replace parts? Uh, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, that's a great, great question. So if you'll actually, if you'll focus in on the, um, if you look down on the system, I just flipped the X13S over. I'll uh, gonna, hide the question too, so we can see. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so you'll see actually we have, let's see on this one, one, two, three, four, five, six captive screws. That will remove the entire base plate and that gives you full access to any um, replaceable parts. And so that's going to be SSD. Um, some of my systems have have dim slots. Some, most don't. They're soldered. Uh, wireless cards, wireless WAN cards, and so uh, and we have online service manuals and, re and repair manuals as well. So all of our systems have these these effectively these captive bottom doors to give you uh, immediate and quick access, and 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 really sort of a simplified um, view. You'll see. I'll pull my Z. Uh, 13 up here as well. So again, one, two, three, four, five captive screws on this one in this case. So every one of these is really designed around um, the right to repair or the, the repairability um, to or ease of repair uh, of our systems. Great. Uh, thank you for that. So without further ado, uh, I was going to ask this, but I'll let too many remote controllers ask it. Uh, what's the availability date yes, for the yes, Z yes. series? Yeah, so availability and well, I'll hit the price points as well. So availability um, will be um, April timeframe for the 13, May timeframe for the 16, and then 13 inch will start at 15.49, and the and the 16 that, that performance 16 will be 20.99. Great. Um, and so I guess, um, gosh, I had a question, uh, but I'm blanking really quickly. But that's okay because I have another question. Uh, Alexander Vob asks, uh, with the X1 and X390, the magnesium chassis uh, shines a little bit in the light, uh, and you can see some little stars. Uh, I've noticed yeah. that on on some laptops yes. where uh, they kind of shift a bit in the light. Does the X13S have the same? It does, yeah. So it's sort of that speckle or metallic um, property in it, and so I'll, I'll kind of pivot it maybe uh, in the light. It's hard to see. I'll zoom in for you. Um, but yeah, the, it does have sort of a, a little bit of a metallic uh, characteristics. And Alexander, you're, you're right on the X1 and the X390, um, similar similar fashion to that. As I said, it's a little bit different when I when I juxtapose that with the the the, the metal uh, 16, and of course the vegan leather um, is completely different. Um, so it kind of gives you sort of the flavor of uh, three different color waves here. Great. Um, and I've remembered what I was going to ask, uh, which is those sort of sustainable concepts you showed us. Uh, I know that they're just concepts right now. They're stuff you are still working on, but I wouldn't be doing due diligence if I didn't ask. Uh, when might we see something like that, you know, start to make its way into the market? Uh, great question. I don't have the answer for you. Uh, okay. I, I, you know, short, the short answer is we still got to prove it out. You know, so the, again, the material, which... It's got to be a very, uh, I mean, and we we are we are working on different materials and uses, and we're also pushing the envelope on use of recycled materials, as I mentioned, because if I'm knocking out you know 75% recycled aluminum. Can I push that further? 90% recycled magnesium. Can I push that further? Um, you know what what we end up with is the challenge of the the yield of the material. So I, what I don't want to do is over rotate to materials such that I'm having yield issues or quality problems with the the durability of the system. Same thing for these, you know, for the for the uh, flaxseed banana husk that I showed. 
we're, we're, we're stressing those types of materials and there are you know, other materials as well to sort of determine what is feasible um, to ensure that, again, I've got that, that end-to-end life cycle approach in mind. Great. Um, I'm also very curious about those from an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, so I do have to ask, like, what are the, the color options we have on the currently available models again? Yeah. So, yeah, great question. So on the current, so Z, Z and we can do an overhead shot on this to, to again sort of show the contrast. Z16 will be the Arctic gray uh, uh, aluminum chassis only. Z13 I'll have in this Arctic gray. I'll also have a black aluminum with a silver polished sidewalls. And then I'll have this vegan leather uh, with a bronze accent. So this, the Z13 will actually come in three different options. And then the Z16 only in the Arctic gray at this point. Gotcha. Uh, so we are coming up on time, but before we go, uh, I wanna make sure that we have a time for any lingering questions in the chat. So uh, Prislav Kolev asks, what about the custom AMD CPU yes. for the Z series? I assumed this was running the 6,000. Uh, it is, but right? I, but um, uh, he's very perceptive. So I, I didn't, I didn't mention. So with the Z13, again, because of that deep integration partnership, we, we drove with AMD, we will have a custom Ryzen Pro uh, SKU and mm. so they, the normal flavor, the normal flow is, you know, R3, R5, R7. We're going to have an R, and U, these are U-class uh, CPUs. We're going to have an R7Z. Um, no surprise on the end name there. <laughs> and actually, I, had, I did have a hand in that naming. Um, so the R7Z will be the best of the best of the Ryzen Pro 6000 series. So there's going to be, if you want the most efficient, if you want the highest performance, uh, you, the R7Z will be that that top of the top. Are you spec. able to share any specs with us? Or no, we're still it's we're not quite launch ready on this one. Okay, um, but I you were squeeze basically we're squeezing out the uh, the best performing and bet and most efficient platforms uh, together, and so that allows us to to again provide that very best of the best. And so I, I think that's. The short answer to the question about that custom SKU, it will be exclusive to the Z13. So again, if you're looking for, if you're looking for an AMD platform, first of all, I hope you look at these. Um, <laughs> but but if you're looking for the best of the best um, U-class, you know, Ryzen Pro 6000 platform, that that R7Z will be in this Z13 only. And for for anyone who doesn't know, U-class means it draws less power, correct? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it's a you know 15 15 watt class effectively. Yeah. Um, I, most of our audience would know that kind of thing, but I like to make the show uh, approachable fair. when we can. Yeah. Um, everyone's getting these custom AMD CPUs nowadays, though. We have the Steam Deck with its custom APU, and now we have you guys coming out with a custom high, high class uh, U-series. So that's uh, curious to see. Um, so another question is, once you unscrew captive screws, are there also clips that have to be removed with a shim or a wedge? I'm worried about mistakenly breaking them. Yeah, so there there are there are clips that hold the 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 bottom door on. So you you do you sort of move around the, the perimeter, but they're designed for multiple openings, multiple close for for serviceability of the system. Uh, so you shouldn't have um, a problem um, getting into those. And uh, and honestly, I generally open these by hand. I mean, I don't, I don't, 
use, uh, probably my service team would ask that we use um, some kind of sham or wedge, but I just, <laughs> I, I should just use fingernails. And, uh, I have and, a, know. I have a spudger that I use yes. uh, yep. to get them off, which is yeah. uh, for anyone who's not aware, it's just like a wedge, a little plastic wedge. Yeah. Um, but it's no always annoying when I don't have it on me and I need to open a laptop. So it's good to know it can be opened with just like a fingernail. Um, so another question, uh, Michael Anas asks, is the battery replaceable? Yes, they are. Yeah. So that's actually, so that's part of that, you know, getting back to the question of right to repair these, you know, the, the bottom doors pop off, you have access to battery as well. Um, there are a few more screws to hold it down and, and a couple of cables to disconnect, but the battery is, um, is re uh, re removable, replaceable. It doesn't just unclip them. You know, we used to have external batteries, of course, on the systems that would pop in, pop out. So it takes a little bit more of an effort to get to it, but yes, uh, for sure. Um, I mean, I assume people might have their own ones in mind, but could I order a replacement battery from Lenovo if I get to that point? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So all of our, yeah, all of our systems um, have, again, that from a serviceability perspective and, you know, candidly, um, we really are not, you know, you, you want to, you want to buy yeah. a Lenovo battery, you know, full stop um, to put back into the system. Fair enough. Uh, so final question is actually about you, Tom. How long oh, have you been, you been working, working at Lenovo? Oh, yeah, great question. So I actually, so interesting story. So I started in 2005, which was the very beginning of Lenovo. And I wow. was I was interviewed by IBM and then hired by Lenovo. So I, I really enjoy telling <laughs> that story because halfway through the process, and I was coming into the ThinkPad team, the worldwide ThinkPad team at the time, they called me up and said, hey, we're now Lenovo. I said, okay, tell me a little bit more. And But I was still very interested um, and really have been here ever since. I, I love what I do. Uh, I you know, feel privileged to work with the team. And my, the team that I have is is world-class. And we work on devices that we we absolutely love. And so I hope I hope that you know the audience members uh, have had opportunities. Quite a few of you asked great questions about the ThinkPads or using ThinkPads. So I really appreciate it. Pre, really appreciate that as well. But it's it's yeah, it's an exciting place to work for sure. Yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, Tom, and thank you for joining us, audience members. Uh, I really appreciate all of your insightful questions throughout the show. Um, so please feel free join us next Thursday at 3 p.m. for another edition of the Tom's Hardware Show. We will also have another guest, and I think I can just share this. It's going to be Rockat. Rockat will be joining us to talk about uh, their various peripheral offerings. Uh, but before you leave, Tom, uh, any last lingering things that you uh, haven't had a chance to share? The last thing I'll share is this year also marks a very special um, anniversary for us. It's the 30th year of ThinkPad. So if you can imagine that. So October 5th, uh, stay tuned. There may be some exciting things coming, but we're, we're celebrating our 30th you know, anniversary of the launch of ThinkPad. So really I'll be sure to put that on my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, make sure we uh, cover that. And who knows, maybe we'll have you on again uh, if you're willing to join us. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute treat looking at these uh, laptops with you. Likewise. Thanks so much. And thanks so much for the questions as well. Really appreciate that. Of course. Uh, and thanks to the audience for helping me with those questions. We will see you next Thursday at 3 p.m. Bye, everyone.